Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact that they're making in their area. If you are just getting started or you're not sure where to get started, we have a free guide you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. I'm really excited to talk with Brian and Riley today. They have a lot of different experiences as a therapy dog team, and I'm looking forward to diving into that. Hi. Hello. How are you? We're doing good. That's great. Well, Brian, for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pup? Yeah. So uh, my name is Brian, and uh, this is my boy, Riley. He's a seven-year-old lab German Shepherd mix, rescued from the mean streets of Texas. It was kind of an interesting little adoption story for him. He spent almost a year in a boarding facility after being rescued with zero interest, not even one application of anybody wanting to meet him. Towards the end of the year, the rescue asked me to do a meet and greet with someone that they thought was a good fit for him. I was volunteering with the rescue at the time and uh, I agreed to facilitate this meet and greet, which turned out to be an absolute disaster. But to this day, I still can't tell you what it was, but I saw something in Riley. And I thought with a little bit of training, he would be like the coolest dog ever. So I talked to the rescue and I made him a deal. And I said, if you let me take him to my friends, who was a trainer, and let him go through her program, I will foster him when he gets done. And if you know anything about a rescue, if you offer to foster a dog, they'll pretty much do anything you ask. So they were like, absolutely, take him away. So he went up there and did her program, came back to me, and she had given me very strict instructions on how to continue what she had started. And he actually got adopted, but that only lasted like two days. When she returned him, I didn't make the decision right away, but I knew in my heart that I was going to keep him. So about a month later, I made it official and adopted him. And the rescue all said that that was the worst kept secret in the world. They couldn't believe that I actually let him get adopted out that first time. But some things are just meant to be. And he was one of them. Well, he definitely looks so happy with you right now. Yeah, he is definitely my heart dog. I know you don't really ever know you have that until you do. But I've never had a relationship with a dog like the relationship that I have with him. Something yeah, I different. Can, I can definitely relate to that. Were you looking for a dog to bring home when you met him? No, I had already adopted two dogs from the rescue in the previous eight months. That was how I had come to be volunteering with them. You know, okay. it was a good experience and I wanted to give back. So I started volunteering and I wasn't looking for a third dog. That's why I sometimes call him my oops. But, you know, he definitely fits right in. And I think everybody knows he's the favorite. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like rescues know if you're going to foster a dog that's been there for over a year, like, they're pretty sure you're going to fail. But okay. <laughs> I don't really believe that foster failing is failing anyway. So your job was to find the dog at home. You found the dog at home with yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So how did you find out about therapy dogs? So I actually was following a podcast that Kathy Bennett was on. Hi. Kathy was a guest of yours a few episodes back. Yeah. And 
I always enjoyed hearing her stories of mm-hmm. the work that she was doing. And I thought that would be a really cool way to volunteer because, you know, giving back to the community, but I'm also spending time with my dog. So best of both worlds. I admit that I didn't really know what therapy dogs were mm-hmm. as far as I didn't realize there was a difference between them and service dogs, okay. especially the piece about them being, they belong to their handler, mm-hmm. like they're being their handler's personal dogs. I thought that all therapy dogs were reclassified service dogs and you got them the same way that you would get a service dog through a process like that. I didn't realize that people just got their own dog certified. So I started doing the research on how to become a therapy dog team. And was met with a lot of opposition with everybody that I talked to as far as the fact that he was raw fed. Everybody said that I couldn't do it. They said that they don't let raw fed dogs be therapy dogs. The only person that told me not to worry about that was Kathy. You know? gotcha. She said, where there's a will, there's a way. If it's meant to be, it'll work out. Don't get hung up on what everybody else is saying. Yeah. So I wanted to get his AKC Good Citizen because I thought that would be a good barometer. Also, I thought that that would be a good test of the training that I had done with him. Because other than his board and training that he had done with my friend, everything else him and I had just done just for living together. I believe in training dogs to be dogs that you can take everywhere, which turns out to prepare them well for therapy work. I found an evaluator to do the good citizen. And we went ahead and did it without preparing for it because I just wanted to see where we're at. If we fail miserably, then I'll know what to work on. We did the test and it turns out that the evaluator was also a evaluator for Alliance of Therapy Dogs. Okay. So after we completed the good citizen test, I had told her that I was thinking of doing therapy work and she said he'd be an excellent candidate. She said, there's not many times that I come across a dog that is so comfortable with new people and strangers. In fact, during the good citizen test, there's the separation test Mm -hmm. where you have to leave the building and the dog stays with the evaluator. And when we got to that test, I left the building. Can't remember how long it is that you're out there, but I came back in. And when I came back in, Riley and the evaluator we're on the other side of the building and he was teaching him the dumbbell retrieve. He just kind of looked up at me and was like, what's up? And he went right back to playing with her. I didn't realize at the time that that was the test that a lot of people had problems with. And, you know, Riley passed with flying pillars. She was like, there's absolutely no issue. But that was what she was talking about as far as he's just so comfortable with people. Yeah, She said, I think you'd make an excellent therapy dog. So she encouraged me to go ahead and get a certification. In fact, based on the good citizen test and just what she had observed with him in her time, she recommended that I just go straight into the certification process. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, she was an evaluator for Alliance. So we went ahead and got that going. That's great. And how long have you been volunteering together? So we got certified towards the end of 2022. And we started volunteering first at Ronald McDonald House and then the airport in February of this year. Awesome. What have those experiences been like for you? They've been amazing. They're two very different visits. The Ronald McDonald House is often a little slower, and there are some times that we don't see anybody. And so he usually winds up just interacting and being there more for the staff. So it just depends on the families whenever they're coming and going to and from the hospital. So 
Sometimes we see three or four, sometimes we see none. And then the airport is really his jam. It was interesting because when I first started, I thought that I wanted to do the library with the reading to the kids. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool and that was interesting to me. But Riley's not really the type of dog that's going to lay down next to one person 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. not move. And I think that's a big part of what we do is figuring out what your dog is suited for. Absolutely. Um, And the airport is perfect for him because he likes to see as many people as he can, but he doesn't necessarily like to spend all day with any one person. So he's kind of like a politician. He wants to work the room. And is he very good at that job? Uh, he, He is excellent. So the airport's great because we constantly move and he just gets maximum exposure to people and gets all the pets that he can handle. It's great. Is there a story that stands out to you from your time together so far? Not a specific story that we've had yet. I just enjoy the whole process. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, off the charts. When I leave the airport, I don't know who smiled more, the passengers or me. Yeah. I never thought that, not to diminish him or anything, but I mean, he's my dog. I just look at him as my dog. But to these people that maybe aren't having a great day traveling or their flight just got canceled, petting him just changes their whole world. And the idea that petting my dog can make you have a better day just make my heart swell. I just, I love sharing him with the world. And him and I make a really great team. When people talk about therapy dog teams, I get that using that word because him and I are a team. I'm not the most forward person as far as you people. I'm not the greatest conversation starter. I'll talk to people once we start talking, but I'm not apt to go up to strangers and start conversation. However, he is. He'll go up to anybody. And so he's kind of my wingman and my icebreaker. So when we go like to the airport, he goes up there and he starts those conversations. And then I'm able to come in and carry the conversation and talk to the passenger and answer questions and do all those things. It works out really well for us to work together that way. That's awesome. Did anything surprise you in your journey to becoming a therapy dog team with him? The bias against raw fed dogs. That completely just caught me by surprise. When people had told me that, I was like, that can't be. I was like, no. And then I was doing the research and I was finding out to be true. I couldn't really wrap my head around it. But when I found Alliance Therapy Dogs, I knew that that was the organization that we were going to work with because right on their webpage, they addressed it. It's apparently a pretty common question that people have. And their stance on it was, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but they're like, we don't really care what you do with your dog in your home. We just want your dog to be clean, healthy, and friendly. And I agreed with that. I really resonated with that because my decisions that I make for my pet's health, those are my decisions. They're not for other people to make. I really appreciated that about Alliance. So I knew I wanted to work with them. And I got really lucky because the evaluator that I met was an evaluator with Alliance. It kind of felt like the stars were aligned for us. Yeah. Were there other things that were important to you in looking for an organization? That was probably the biggest one. Alliance also accepted his titer test, which kind of surprised me, but it was welcome because I had already done that in many ways. And so I had it. So I was able to use that. I think that there's very few organizations that don't really care about the raw feeding. So my choices were kind of limited. Sure. I was just happy that it worked out with them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know there can be some risk there and it may limit where you can volunteer with them. But I mean, as long as you understand that and that's what works best for you, that's totally your decision. So I just think that we do need to be cautious of how our decisions impact others as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Why is raw important for you, for your dog? I just believe that it's the way that they were meant to eat. For me, a lot of the times the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. I've got four dogs total and I've never had healthier dogs than what I have right now. And I just see it when I look at them. And Riley in particular, because he's a black dog, I always tell people that there's nothing better than a black dog with a healthy coat. Because when he's outside and that sun hits that coat and it just shots him. So I've been feeding raw for about five years and I haven't had any issues and I haven't had any sick dogs in that whole time. The only time I go to the vet is just for a wellness check. I've never actually had to go to the vet for any issues. I just equate that to feeding the body correctly. I'm a big believer in food as medicine and I see the difference. I can't see myself doing anything different. Yeah, it's definitely important to pay attention to what we put in our bodies and what we put in our dogs' bodies for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? Just stick with it. I mean, if it's something that you want to do, don't let others discourage you. With me and the raw feeding, it would have been very easy just to give up and say, oh, I can't do that and just figure something else out. But I didn't. I kept researching and I kept talking to more and more people. So I would say, don't let people tell you that you can't do anything. If it's something that you want to do, you'll find a way. And if it's meant to be, things will work out. And I'd also say too, is be prepared to pivot as far as what your dog might enjoy, because it might not be what you enjoy. Kind of like with the reading to the kids, you know, that was something more for me than it would have been for him. That was what I wanted to do. And it wouldn't have been the best use of him because I don't think he would have enjoyed it as much. I was very thankful that the airport came along because it just fit him to a T. And even more so than a hospital or a nursing home, which I think he would do fine. We visited schools and he's done fine there. But like I said, the airport is really his jam. He loves it. He perks up every time we start heading that way. He definitely enjoys it. That's great. Jared says airports are great. He also said you mentioned people discouraging this and he was curious if someone discouraged you from therapy work. Not so much discouraged me from it. They just told me that I couldn't do it. It wasn't possible. I had to start researching all the different organizations and find one that would accept. Luckily, that's what we were able to do with Alliance. Um, It's a good example of you have to find one that's the right fit for you based on your needs and your lifestyle and your dog's needs and your lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like you found that good fit. Tamara also says shiny black coats are so beautiful. And she was curious if you add any supplements to his food. I don't add any supplements other than real food. So like I do add things like eggs and I do, there's a product called phytoplankton. It's actually mm-hmm. called phytosynergy, but it's basically phytoplankton. I do add that, but I don't necessarily consider it a supplement because it's food. So when I think of supplements, I think of like fish oils or things like that, which I don't add any of those. I just let him get everything he needs from food. As he gets older, 
the body changes and the body maybe is not able to get as much from food, we might have to go down that supplement road then. But for as young as he is and as healthy as he is, I don't feel like I need to do a lot of supplementation at this point. But he does eat a lot of fish. I do credit his coat with the fact that I feed him quite a bit of fish. Yeah. Tamara says, thank you for that. And Jared says, Alliance is great, but we are with Alliance. So it's also a bit better. We've got a lot of Alliance fans around here for various reasons. So, you know, everyone has to find what works for them. And that's what's important is that you're able to do that. So, yeah. And it's good that there's multiple organizations out there for different people. I would say that we also got lucky as far as the airport because they only accept dogs from either Pet Partners or Alliance. Okay. So that could have been another hurdle once we found out about the airport, if they wouldn't have accepted Alliance as a certifying organization, but they did. And I think that the majority of the teams out at the airport are with Alliance. It could have something to do with them being based out of Cheyenne and they're just right up the road, you know, for us here in Denver. So. Yeah. And now Jared had to go through a different organization for the airport, but they're also Alliance. And now first responder therapy dogs too. Jared's collecting organizations. That's what he's doing. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to share while you're here, Brian? No, just thanks for the opportunity and and thanks for doing this. I love the stories and I've binged the whole podcast. So I'm all caught up. I love hearing the stories and I hope that today inspire other people that might be thinking about doing therapy work to give it a try. Yeah. Because it definitely is very rewarding and I can't imagine not doing it. Like I said, it's time that I get to spend with my dog. Absolutely. So, you know, you can't beat that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate you taking the time to share your experiences and what's worked best for you and Riley. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.